0: You're listening to the you Mentor talk show, now available on the Umoja app. Uh, I'm your host, Imran Daramsi, and on this bi-weekly talk show, we invite professionals and teenagers to take us through their journeys and give us advice. And remember, if you have any questions for our panelists, you can always leave them on the Inspire platform. Um, and so we'll mention a bit about that quickly. Um, it is a question and answer platform for career advice in our Shia community. So as a rising professional, you can ask for uh uh, career advice from other professionals in our community, and as a mentor, you can give advice to our community's future professionals and other students. And that is available via the Umoja app on Android and iOS. One other, th- one other thing before we uh, get started with our speaker. Um, we're able to share inspiring stories only because of the generous support of viewers and listeners like you. So if you appreciate what we do with our talk show, uh, please consider supporting us um, at umojoutreach.org slash donate or in the emoji app. And we thank you very much for that. Okay, and now um, on to today's speaker. Um, so today's speaker is Sister Fatima Masuma Alidina. Um, she is a fourth year nursing student at Ryerson University. Um, and she's also currently completing a placement in cardiology. Um, additionally, um, she does a lot of things. She's a research assistant under a professor um, of community nursing. Um, she's studying the role of health promoters at primary schools in African Francophone countries. So we'll definitely uh, ask her more about that. Um, and then she is co-president of uh, Ryerson University's uh, Shia student organization, which is called Taqalain Muslim uh, Association. Um, Uh, Now in her future, because she's she's a fourth year, she's graduating soon and plans on working as a clinical nurse uh, with aspirations in public health. So there is definitely a lot to talk about. um, And, and I'm really excited for for today's show. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Fatima. Thank you so much. I know you're very busy. You do a lot of things. Thank you for making making time for our show. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so uh, I guess the first thing is, could you give us? Um, I know I, I went through it a little bit, but could you give us a quick introduction into who you are um, and why you chose to do nursing?
1: Uh, yeah. So my name is Fatima Masama and um, I I think I chose to do nursing at one point. It was because I couldn't really decide what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. I liked um, you know the healthcare field. And then eventually, when I did start nursing, I I felt like I had an affinity towards, you know, um helping people um towards their, you know, path to well-being, um whatever right. that may look like for each different patient. Um so yeah, that's what kept me going in nursing, I think.
0: Um okay, and you you had mentioned um that initially you had wanted to do um some like something more like a physician right out of high school. So yeah. why did you like why did you go into the nursing program instead?
1: Yeah, so I actually wanted to do like I wanted to go into med school um mm-hmm. and I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll do like nursing in undergrad and then I'll like do med school after. But then like I don't know, like I think it was actually just a couple of months ago that I decided I think I wanted to stay in nursing. I even mm-hmm. applied to like other programs recently like at the beginning of this year. Because I was very unsure about what I wanted to do. Um, I think I still am a little unsure, but Mm -hmm. I think my most recent placement at the cardiology unit, um, it's just the environment was amazing and the people I was surrounded by were amazing. And that taught me a lot about how, you know, um, it's important to be surrounded by good people, people that support you at any workplace and, you know, in any career that you choose to do. Um, And so that's why I think. I, I could do like a much better job in the nursing field
0: um, mm-hmm. just because
1: I know a lot more about it and I know the differences now between nursing and medicine. And I think with, with nursing, I have more of an opportunity to you know interact with patients on a deeper level and sort of get to know them better and help them more closely than I would be able to if I did medicine, for example. Um, medicine is obviously still like really amazing. It's just I think I specifically could do better, um, like could make more of an impact as a nurse, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to just like zoom out for a second because viewers who are watching this may not really know what the process is for pursuing nursing. So I know it's different in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and Canada, but if you could just could you speak to the general process for pursuing nursing of course um specifically to canada in your case
1: yeah so in canada you can uh apply for nursing as an undergraduate like program it's sort of like mm-hmm. you get it's like the same thing as like a bachelor's um mm-hmm. you could do like another program in undergrad and then do nursing but uh yeah. like 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 you do in the us i think but yeah i think a lot of my classmates um went straight out of high school into nursing mm-hmm. um so yeah
0: Okay. And then so like, let's say uh, you are going into nursing. What are Mm -hmm. the levels? Like, I I know you can study for different amounts of time. And you can be like, yeah, like an RN or an NP. So how does that work?
1: Yeah. So there's like, um, if you study for two years, I think there's like a program where you can become like an RPN, like a registered practical nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's uh, the four-year program which is what I'm doing where you can you know become a registered nurse and RN and then after that what some people I know are doing what I am also considering doing is like working for two years and then you can apply for a master's program where you can become a nurse practitioner which is an NP and so that these are just all like different sort of types of like nursing career paths and based on which one you are, it sort of gives you, like, a different scope of practice or a, more, a wider scope of practice. So if you're, like, a, so, you know, an RN can do more than an RPN and an, an NP can do more than an RN. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just, like, slight differences, but I think they're, the, like, RNs and RPNs are, like, similar, and then NPs can do, like, a lot more, like, prescribed medications and, and okay. that sort of stuff. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, got it. Okay. And the, And then how did you decide that you wanted to start with a four-year program as opposed to a two-year program like what went into that decision
1: um honestly I didn't really think about it much I think it was just like a normal undergrad program and I was yeah like
0: like it's four years
1: yeah yeah Hmm. and then also because I wanted to do med school after originally right so I would have to do like a proper like an undergrad program to be able Mm -hmm. to apply to med school so that's why I think
0: okay um so so that's great. Um, what is, uh, you had mentioned that you're doing your cardiology placement right now. So like, what is a placement?
1: Um, so every semester, starting from first year, you get like assigned uh, to like, uh, like any sort of healthcare like area. So mm-hmm. for example, in first year, um, I was placed at a long-term care home. Um and in first year because you're just starting out, you don't really know much. You're placed with like a couple of other students and you go as a group and you do things together. And then in second year, um, then you get sort of get placed also in a group, but like Mm -hmm. um I got placed at a hospital. Um and then yeah, you get you have to go like a few more times, get it like a like get exposed to that environment a little longer. And then when COVID hit, I missed out on third year a lot. So I didn't really get a placement for third year. Mm -hmm. But um, in third year, what would have happened is my university focuses on community health nursing. So third year, we would have been placed in like a public health sort of environment and then Mm -hmm. get to experience like that sort of different environment. Um, Yeah. And then fourth year, which is where I am, which is what I'm doing now, um, I was placed first in labor and delivery for my first semester and then you have to like complete a certain amount of hours um, and you're sort of on your own like with a nurse like a preceptor who sort of guides you and teaches you and then Mm -hmm. towards the end of your placement then they sort of like let you do things on your own but they're like there to watch over you and answer any Mm -hmm. questions and stuff like that. So now I'm in cardiology and you have to do like double the amount of hours than we had to do like last semester. Um, So it's a lot but I learned a lot and I think Uh, Yeah, the environment's amazing, like I said before. So, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Okay, uh, I I have a lot of questions off of that. But I guess the first one would be, how do you, uh, what does your schedule look like? Because we were talking about that. And I was like, how do you manage everything? Because I know you're doing a lot.
1: Yeah, so we follow the nurse. So whoever is our preceptor, we follow their full-time schedule, which Mm -hmm. means, you know, you do three shifts uh, one week and then four shifts so basically seven shifts uh, right. in two weeks so three shifts four shifts three shifts and, like four how shifts. long
0: is each shift uh
1: so my shifts are 12 hours but like i know mm-hmm. some of my friends are doing like eight hour shifts because their nurses okay. work eight hour shifts and just depending on where you're working so like some some of my friends are um they're placed in vaccine clinics or stuff mm-hmm. like that um yeah, so it depends on that, because vaccine clinics are, like, open for a shorter amount of time, like, they're not, right, like, you yeah. don't, yeah, um, and then, I, yeah, and then if you have, like, class or something, um, then you can drop your shift for that day, and, like, if you have other commitments, too, but, like, for the most part, they expect you to work basically like a full-time nurse to sort of get that mm. full experience of how it's going to be when we start working. So
0: you, so you have classes going at the same time as you're expected to work the same amount as a full-time yeah
1: exactly yeah we have assignments and everything and yeah yeah.
0: how how (laughs) How
1: (laughs) I know it's a little difficult and then like with TMA too it's a little um it can Mm -hmm. get overwhelming sometimes and I think a problem with me is like I I need to know like when to take a step back and just be like no I can't do this but I don't know (laughs) it's fun to do everything and like yeah Mm -hmm. I don't
0: know right yeah um Okay, so we'll definitely talk more about that. Um, But I was also wondering when you were talking about the placement, um, that sounds like a lot of uh, responsibility to have as a student. So how would you describe how, I guess, the transition felt, especially because you missed third year? So I I assume you were kind of doing second year in a group, and then you were kind of thrown into having to do it on your own with only one other nurse. So I guess uh, if you want to talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, that's actually a very good point. I ranted a lot about that um, with my friends. But so in fourth year, when we first started off with labor and delivery, um, I actually had no idea what to do because I forgot everything. And then on top of that, labor and delivery is like a very like specialized field. Like, you, like there's a lot of stuff nurses have to learn specifically. And you do like these like courses before you can actually even work there. Same with cardiology, like you have to do this um ccu course to be able to work there mm. um and so like every sort of um unit has like these they're all specialized right like most of them um and so labor and delivery was kind of scary because like you're it's like it's <laughs> you're like there's a whole other new life involved there's like a yeah. lot of lives on the line it can be right. like very high risk at times mm-hmm. And so there wasn't a lot I was able to actually do on my own, like my nurse, my preceptor would be around a lot. And she would just sort of most of the time I was just observing. And then Mm -hmm. towards the end, I learned how to do a few things. But again, like I there's even some things that my university or the hospital policies doesn't allow, like don't allow students to do. So like I'm not going to go into more detail than that because it might be a little too much Mm -hmm. information, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's like some stuff we can't do, but then those things are very important to do. So, yeah. But then in cardiology, it's more of a, like, it's a medicine unit, right? So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff that's in our scope of practice as, as nursing students as well. So we were, we are allowed to do it, um, which means I can sort of take on a full patient load and be okay and then like i like i only like talk to my preceptor when i have like important questions to ask or if i mm-hmm. just need to reconfirm something but for the most part like i've recently i started taking on a full patient load so that's right. like four to six patients and yeah it's going okay like i i didn't mess up or anything
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: <Everyone's> um, alive.
0: <laughs> oh that's good that's good to hear <laughs> um well, like what uh how do you think having a full patient load like right now is preparing you for when you eventually graduate? And I guess, has it made you realize anything about nursing or has it made you look at the field any differently or consider your future career differently? You know, just an open question.
1: I think I appreciate nurses uh, a lot more, but I also understand mm-hmm. why they get frustrated um, like in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, cause we're, we're short staffed a lot. Um, The pay is not nearly as much as it should be for how much you know nurses do Um, but at the same time it's a very fulfilling career so um, I don't think anyone that does nursing goes into it for the money which is like a good thing because they're there to care for their patients and they actually have the compassion and the kindness Mm -hmm. to you know go a step further and um, do things that sometimes are not even expected of them but that help their patients so I think learning about all of that um, through my placements has helped me like appreciate nursing more, which I think also helped keep me in this field. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. That's great. Um, I, uh, there's a lot to talk about, so <laughs> I have to move on from that. But yeah, I sure. wanted to talk about um, pursuing research in, mm-hmm. uh, in the nursing program that you're in. So you yeah. said that you're a research assistant um, with a professor who's studying the role of health promoters. Um, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't aware that, um, like there was like, there were this much research going on in the field of nursing. So if you could talk a little bit more about that, that would be interesting to hear about.
1: Yeah. So I think it was towards, uh, the end of third year or no, the beginning of third year where there was like this research assistant training program. And, uh, like you apply and then they pick a couple, you know, kids to join and then, there's like all the research nursing professors and they all like share what they're like, what projects they're like doing right now. And then um, you just sort of tell them what you're interested in, like through Mm -hmm. this Google form, and then they pick you and they involve you in their projects. And so that's what happened. And um, because I know French, um, I was involved uh, with the professor that I (laughs) published this article with. And so basically that's how I got involved in that project in the first place. So they pick you based on, you know, what skills you have and then what your interests are. Um, and then, yeah, I continued with her even after the training program ended just cause I mm-hmm. enjoyed it a lot and you know, it was fun. I wasn't getting paid for it, but it was, it was fine. Cause I think that experience really helped me learn about this whole other field of nursing that even I didn't know existed. Um, right. so yeah, research nursing is pretty cool. Um, so right now the professor that I'm working with, like she's she's um involved in a couple of projects. That project about research about um health promoters health promoters' roles in uh, um African francophone countries um was just like one of her projects, but like she focuses on like different uh topics and like her different um yeah, research studies. Um but yeah.
0: Hmm. Um all right, and then I, I also wanted to ask about um, COVID because I'm sure that mm-hmm. was a big shock. Um, and you mentioned it a little bit before in terms of placement, but how did it um, more broadly affect your decision to, to pursue nursing? Cause I mean, obviously you kept going with it. So maybe if you could talk a bit more about that.
1: Yeah. I think it was during COVID when I really wanted to leave nursing.
0: Um,
1: <sighs> Cause like I had a couple of friends that were actually working during, like as externs, you can work as a nursing student. Um, you know, on a unit. And so they were working as externs during COVID. And it wasn't a very nice uh, experience um, from what they told me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's sort of solidified that I didn't want to do nursing. But then uh, I was like, you know, I I was already like halfway through the program, I was almost done. I was like, you know, let me just finish it. And then I can decide, like, and then change career paths or like do another program Mm -hmm. later. Um, And then now (laughs) that I'm in fourth year, I'm like, even though I applied to different programs and stuff, I think because of this most recent experience of mine, I think I might stay. So yeah, mm. COVID did affect my decision to pursue nursing, but then it changed again. And like, I honestly keep changing my mind because I, I don't know <laughs> for sure what I want to do yet. So yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um. Especially after COVID, um, or and also considering maybe the things that you've been doing in your place of the skills are that uh someone going into nursing or thinking about going to nursing, uh should have or like before they go in or like should develop
1: uh I think with nursing um you sort of have to be prepared for any situation it's very difficult sometimes and you're going to be hit with um things that obviously you can't prepare for because it's it's a, it's like can be very unpredictable especially like I mean, in any unit you're working in or in any placement or even in school, um, during lab or during class, when you're learning about things, you can be hit with like any sort of scenario that you might not be prepared to uh, sort of react to properly. Right. So yeah, like, a think... new,
0: like something that just comes out of the blue. Or like yeah. A patient who's... Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I think just being able to think quickly on your feet is very mm-hmm. important. I think it's important in any field, honestly. But yeah, I think with nursing, that's what I find is, is very important. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, you were talking about, uh, you're not completely sure, uh, like, what you want to do after graduation. But I feel like mm-hmm. th- there's a lot that you could do with nursing <laughs> yeah. So what are, um, and maybe also for, like, our viewers who, who uh, don't yet know, like, what are some career paths in nursing that you can pursue after, like, graduating from a four-year nursing program?
1: Yeah, so you can um, pursue a master's right away. Um, There's a couple of masters, and you could become a clinical educator, you could become a nurse practitioner, you could go into Mm -hmm. research nursing, um, you could start working for a bit to gain that experience, and then apply to any of these programs. Um, You could also do a master's in public health, and then um, there's so much you can do after that, like, i was just looking through you know some of my professors like what what degrees like they got and like they do all these masters and phds and then they become like research professors uh, nurses Mm -hmm. and then they become professors so that's like another um route that you could do um but yeah i think like getting that experience first is is very important too like just working for a bit um, learning about how nurses actually like, especially if you want to do like research nursing, for example, you can't research about nursing if you don't really know what nursing is that well. <laughs> yes, and so, uh-huh. to, to find out more about nursing, you actually have to work in the field. So, I think um, working for a little bit can help with that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and then, just going off of that, you said that you have some interests in public health. Mm-hmm. So, um, how is public health different from nursing um, or from like medicine more broadly? Um, and uh, I guess, how can you use the experience you gain in nursing to apply to something like a master's in public health? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so public health.
0: Yeah, like, like I guess maybe what is public health? Maybe for people who don't know. Yeah. And then like, how does it relate to nursing?
1: It's a very broad field and there's like a lot you can do in public health. So, um, I think like you can, so, you know, when COVID hit Mm -hmm. for the most part, a lot of public health nurses were helping out with, um, you know, vaccine efforts and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they were helping with like, uh, you know, tracking down people that got COVID and yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, contact tracing. Exactly. Um, And then I think before COVID, like you can do stuff like um, helping with the opioid crisis um, and stuff like that. Honestly, I didn't really get much experience in the public health field, which is kind of sad because that was like what third year was about, like community health nursing. But uh, yeah, there's a lot in that which is why i'm maybe considering a master's in public health to, to learn mm. more about it because honestly i don't really know much about it myself sorry i didn't but, answer that question that well
0: no no that's no i feel like that made sense like i guess you feel like you missed out on that part because of
1: yeah <laughs>
0: interestingly because of covid yeah. and so now you want to, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but and yeah the see. opioid crisis is a, is a big one because it affects toronto mm. um widely yeah
0: mm-hmm. um okay um i we're wow we're unfortunately almost already out of time but we have a few more minutes I wanted to pivot to um your the work that you do with the Thakaline Muslim Association Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so you told me that's like ABSA in like U.S. universities which is like the Shia organization um so I guess can you tell us uh like what is that and then like what type of work uh do you do for them
1: yeah, so every university here has, or, or almost every university has a TMA chapter, or they have another group, um, but yeah, so at Ryerson, we have uh, a TMA chapter, and basically, we do the same stuff, like, we organize events, we have um, charity events, and our most recent event, you can check out our Instagram, um, is, uh, uh, was uh, the Care Packages event, where we distributed care packages in downtown Toronto to people experiencing homelessness. And right. that was a pretty cool event because you actually get to like, you know, talk to the people that are experiencing mm-hmm. homelessness and you get to know, you know, what got them there. And, and honestly, they just start sharing their stories by themselves. And, and that's really yeah. interesting to hear about all of that. Um, and it also really helps you to understand how, you know, how little, um, like how little of an impact our efforts with distributing care packages Um, is because like you know it'll just help them for like a short amount of time but then they're on their own most of the time they're like you know moving around between shelters and and it's really difficult out there especially during the winter so I think um, just getting out there and speaking to them really helps us to understand what we need to change systemically to better address these issues Um, of course there is only so much we can do as a student club but Mm. yeah that's yeah it's still something I think um but yeah we we do a bunch of events we just um we get to meet new friends and new people and um yeah that's kind of cool I guess
0: (laughs) yeah um oh sorry I (laughs) took myself out of the (laughs) screen um I was I that was such an interesting answer because I think you really connected like your passion for connecting with people to Mm -hmm the work that you do with the Muslim Association. So maybe my next follow-on follow, follow on question is how do you think that um, Islamic principles connect to like the work that you're doing in your professional life? And maybe, or more broadly, um, you can answer either one. Um, how has Islam helped you on your road to success?
1: I think that was uh, a big, also a big reason why I wanted to stay in nursing. I felt like it may be a better person but also like a a, like a better muslim i felt like i don't know it helped me yeah it really helped me become a better muslim i feel like i'm a much better person than i used to be through nursing like through all these experiences and you know through hearing about all these people's like life stories it really helps you appreciate where you are in life and it helps you be more grateful about everything that you have and you see some really difficult things and it's hard to digest sometimes but it's I think it's important because that's the reality of life and the reality of some other people's like situations um, mm-hmm. and so while it might be difficult um, to see sometimes I think it's it's important and it's helped me to see the best in my own life so yeah I feel like the whole thing has just made me a better a better Muslim um, in general because yeah of that
0: um, before we move on to our um, final piece of advice do you have like anything else that you'd like to add about nursing or anything that we've oh, talked I about?
1: would I think for the research nursing part I think I would say mm-hmm. um, for anyone that's in their first or second year like don't be afraid to you know find research experiences and even if it's like a little difficult at first sort of just just try it out and see if you like it and then if you don't just drop it but like um, research can be kind of cool sometimes so yeah.
0: Okay. For the placement, I just, out of curiosity, um, is it like you have to apply to each placement and then you get, you like can choose the one that you want to do or do you get, you just get, I guess, placed? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so you do just get placed, but then there's some placements at very specialized um, hospitals and units in those hospitals that you can apply mm-hmm. for, but you apply through your university and then your university sends your resume and like all the, like mm-hmm. your application to that hospital, um, but then the university still places you like wherever you end up going. It's like you have a oh. chance at like being placed in a specific hospital.
0: Oh, but otherwise but then... you would just get placed. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So if, if the uh... hospital refuses you or if the your university decides not to send your application, um, yeah. To that hospital, then they sort of place you. So it's their responsibility oh, to I place see. you into. I think you can, like, so at the beginning of the semester, you pick like your top choices and then they mm-hmm. pick based on location, like where you're located, if you can drive or commute or, you know, stuff mm. like that. And then okay. you get placed. But you're expected to be able to drive or commute a total of two hours, I think, or one and a half hours one way. So that's an expectation. Yeah, exactly, which can be kind of wow. difficult with the 12-hour shift, right? Because then Right. it's, it's like it becomes 14 15 hours. hours. Yeah, 14. If it's 15. One, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Wow. But...
0: Oh, and then so maybe like this is definitely a relevant question especially at this time of year. What how does it work with um fasting if you have if you're placed during that time like you start <laughs> it's years? really
1: difficult. So a lot of us are trying to finish before Ramadan starts. Um, okay one more shift during Ramadan and then mm. I'll be done with my hours but yeah
0: that's okay. our way
1: around it I guess just right oh
0: that's that's good at least they have that option yeah um okay so we have like one minute left but what is your final piece of advice for um for our viewers if they like if they can't take anything else from this show maybe they forgot everything what is the one thing that you want them to take
1: I think it's important to find a workplace where you know, there's good companionship, you're surrounded by people that actually care that are there to support you, and that Mm -hmm. will have your back. And that's especially important in the field of nursing, because sometimes um, things can go, things can become bad really quickly, and your patient can become, you know, go into a very uh, bad state very quickly. And you need Mm -hmm. that support, you need that help, because there's like a million different things to do. Like say, there's a code blue, and you need like you need to call the doctor, you need to call like a million different people and you need to do so many things. So having that support with other nurses in your like wherever you're working is very important. And yeah, I think this works for like every workplace, like being surrounded by people that are there for you that will support you that are not there to put you down. Um, that can really change your entire experience. And I think that's also one of the reasons why I really enjoyed um, or I'm and I'm really enjoying the placement I'm currently in right now. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, great. Um, I think we covered so much in thirty minutes. Thank you so much, um, Sister Fatima. Thank for you. Being like, of course. Yeah. And best, also best of luck with everything.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: Um, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the You Mentor Talk Show. Um, you can tune in to the, the next show in two weeks' time uh, for another interview. Um, and also, if you are uh, listening to this or watching this and you would like to come on the show, um, please don't hesitate to um, contact us at uh, mentor at um, And then you can always catch our previous episodes uh, pretty much everywhere. They're on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as on our website. Um, and we hope to see you uh, for, for our next episode. Moja Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.